this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. There we are. We're back. Are you sure? I think so. I I can't believe it's already the 15th month of 2020. I know, right? Can you believe it? We are all, we're in 2023 already. It's been so long. Yeah, this is nice. But we are back. We apologize for our delay, but we are Banter Beskar and Banter Rob, what does that mean? What does that make us? That makes us a Mandalorian podcast. But more importantly, we're now venturing out into the world of all of Star Wars. All Star Wars. We accept all Star Wars content That's in all right. of its shapes or forms. Nick and Rob here coming at you once again. It's been almost a month, uh, and that's my fault. I apologize about that. Uh, I'm I am in the midst of moving. I'm in the new uh, HQ here um, for for our I guess our mobile HQ. Rob has his HQ. I have my HQ. There you go. Uh, but Rob is in the authentic uh, Bantha Milk headquarters yes. down in the basement there on his uh, Mandalorian themed chair over there. That's right. If you, don't, if, you, if you haven't been with us in a while, Rob created that chair based on the Mandalorian, uh, our boy Kyle, the Mandalorian's chair on the Razorcrest, and it's a, it's a beaut. It's a beaut. Thank you very much. So, yep, so, I'm down so here. We are, in, we are back, finally back. Let's tell people, because not only have we not been broadcasting for quite some time, but we've neglected all of our social meds in the same at the same time. I know. Yeah. So, so you're gonna you're gonna be hearing a lot more from us here now that I'm actually stationary and my all of my belongings are in one place. Um, but we do have loads of social media accounts that you need to come and follow right now. Right. Correct. We are on Facebook and Instagram. You can catch us at Bantha Milk Podcast. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at Bantha Milk. Right. Uh, you can catch us at our website BanthaMilkPodcast.com. Um, and of course, all of this is happening uh, and given to you through our newly acquired Ears Up family, right? And why don't you tell our listeners about this? Ears yes, up Ears Up, Ears Up uh, hyphen podcast is their main website. There are our, uh, what's the word, parent organization. Um, they are Disneyland uh, podcast. But uh, more importantly, they've incorporated us just like Walt Disney has incorporated Lucasfilms. They've incorporated us into their into the thing. So there's lots to check out there. They have all kinds of really cool um, podcasts as well. They've been around for a long, long time. Um, they have lots of uh, great content um, all about different things to do in Disney, especially now that Disney just reopened here in the United States. They're telling you things to do without actually making it into the park and other things like that. They do reviews of rides and stuff. They have a whole bunch of different shows. There's another show, The Supreme Resort, is also under the ears up hyphen podcast community. Um, if you want to support the Ears Up hyphen podcast community, there's a couple ways you can do that. One, you can go to Patreon and type in Ears Up. Uh, you can also go. Yeah, no, we should we should mention that it's Ears with a Z. 
Ears, ears with a Z, yes. Ears with a Z. Ears up. So the website, ears with a Z up hyphen podcast.com. Uh, you can find them on Patreon the same way. If you go to their website, earsup-podcast.com, they have a support us page where you can click on an Amazon link. So when you do all of your Amazon shopping, click on that link first. It doesn't cost you anything extra, and it just throws a little bit back to the Ears Up community. They also have an Etsy shop, etsy.com slash shop slash ears C-O-V ears. Oh, right. They're ears. I forgot about the ears. Yes. So they, they have a little bit of cover stuff, but they also have a lot of t-shirts and things like that. So what are ears, Rob? ears is a thing that uh, Jason, the one of the uh, main person on, on Ears Up, he uh, they came up with this concept. When you're walking around the park, you have your Mickey Mouse hat on. The ears are these uh, little... Um, things you slip over top of the ears to make your Mickey Mouse ears different than everybody else's Mickey Mouse ears. So uh, it was a neat concept that he came up with. He got all kinds of patents and everything to be able to do it. Uh, but now they're selling a lot more T-shirts, uh, Ears Up T-shirts. They have some really cool uh, – they have this Churros logo, which is a, a castle made out of churros. Um, they have that on a sweatshirt and a bunch of other stuff. We might even be able to get them to get our uh, Bantha Milk podcast – logo on a t-shirt on there someday soon um so there are all different ways to support the show so please check them out support yeah, them and and just so you're aware uh first of all my cat is walking across the screen right now i Get saw that yes um uh you know supporting ears up also supports us because uh, yes. any help to them they funnel down to us they've been awesome to us they've been helping us out with some equipment issues <laughs> Um, we, they've invited us on their show. Uh, my cat is just in the background. He's in the just background. It was awesome. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Um, <laughs> but, but they are, I mean, my cats are just trying to, I mean, they've only been in this house for like five days, so they're still kind of getting the lay of So on. they're stoked. They're trying to um, figure it all out. But yeah, check out Ears Up, check out their Patreon, check out their website. There's a link to our podcast on their website. Correct. Uh, as well as all their different, uh, affiliates. So, yep. Uh, yeah, check out, so uh, check ears out the, up whole, the whole the uh, whole ears up community. Check us all out there on yeah, ears up yes, with a Z ears up hyphen podcast dot com. That's right. Now we are, of course, the about about the banter, and we are about the bantha milk. Uh, we have been we've been having some you know less unified. Uh, wow, Dexter. One of your cats is very vocal. He's angry Dexter, that you. He's, he's just like he's been wandering the house, looking around. <laughs> like meowing, like I don't, I don't know what this is. He's like, Someone what's going on? Me. This is not the house. This is not it our is house. Not. This There's is plenty more room, so he's got to just get over it. Yeah, he um, has to deal. So yeah, we we haven't had a, a a real unified vision because we can't get together and and drink together. Unfortunately, Correct. unfortunately I'm sure you yeah. have all felt this this unfortunate uh, you know reality of of life today. Um, but uh, so normally we have like a nice Star Wars themed drink. The last couple of weeks. Uh, we've just been kind of, you know, going, flying by the seat of our pants, having a drink and talking some Star Wars. But our friend Rob here has an exciting beverage he would like to make for us. <laughs> so uh, while he does that, I'm just going to be drinking some Jameson Irish whiskey that a buddy of mine dropped by as a housewarming gift. There you go. Uh, but Rob, tell us about your drink. So <laughs> I just I just created something here. I uh, It's kind of like a, like a Neapolitan ice cream uh, concept. Um, but I'm going to call it the George Lucas because... We have some feedback this week, and one of our feedback came from uh, somebody named Matt. Says that uh, there's a rumor out there that, and the only reason I'm tying it together is because there's this rumor out there. One has absolutely nothing to do with the other, but uh, the rumor is about George Lucas, and he is 
rumor is George Lucas to replace Kathleen Kennedy and launch the Star Wars verse. So there is rumors that George Lucas is taking over. So because of that rumor, uh, I decided to name this drink after him. It's a cherry Coke, um, vanilla, um, vodka, and then chocolate uh, tequila from Mexico. We got this chocolate tequila in Mexico. So chocolate tequila from Mexico. So vanilla, chocolate, and cherry instead of strawberry. Vanilla, chocolate, and cherry. That's where I get the uh, almost Neapolitan out there. But what do you think, Nick, about... George Lucas rumor taking over and creating a new Star Wars verse. You know, I kind of love it because just think about the poetry behind this guy who created this empire, sold it for how much did he sell? Two billion. Star Wars? Yeah. Dude, like so much money. He just, all right, well, I've done what I need to. I'm just going to sell it. He made his money and now they're just going to ask him to come back because they realize something's not right. So it's just great. To, I feel like it's got to be maybe not, but it's got to be great to be George Lucas and be feeling like, all right, I made my money, and they're still calling me to, to right crawl now. Me. Two questions with this: one, uh, my first thing is, I think that if anybody's going to take over the 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 reins of the Star Wars universe, it's not going to be George Lucas, but it's going to be our our good friend Dave Filoni. Because I would I would hope so for sure. As of I think, recently, I think Dave Filoni has a better grasp on Star Wars than George Lucas. Does. I, I agree. He's, he has his hands in everything that's going on Star Wars right now. So yeah. if anybody would take over, I think it would be him. The, well, the, even if he didn't right away, he's still relatively young. It'd be interesting for them to bring on George Lucas and have, I mean, because Dave is kind of like a, a disciple of George Lucas. Yeah. It'd be interesting to have them work hand in hand for then George to, to hand the reins basically over to Dave Filoni after it's all done. Because it really does seem like Dave Filoni is the spiritual uh, sort of, uh, I guess, torch. The torch is being passed to him, basically, spiritually speaking, between George Lucas and Dave Filoni. It's like, all right, it's. He's passing the baton. It's yours now. Yeah, and and if you watch the uh, the behind the scenes of the Mandalorian on Disney Plus, there was a lot in there uh, where George Lucas came to visit the set, and you could tell right. Dave Filoni was like a little kid at Christmas. Like, look at look at the, all the cool toys we have, George. Like, let me show you what we can do now. Hey, let Dad. me show you this. Yeah, hey, hey Dad. Dad, come see how cool this is. Check this out, you know, and like like begging for, for George Lucas's approval. Like, what do you think of this? And George is like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like that. Um, but yeah, but it's almost like, like he's trying, was trying so hard to impress George Lucas with all the cool things that they have. Um, well, hopefully it worked because they got some cool stuff on that set. for Yeah. Oh, most definitely. So Matt actually said, if George Lucas comes back, which George Lucas do you think we're going to get the original trilogy, George Lucas, or the, prequel george lucas uh you know i really hope it's it's not prequel george and i you know i i know that's a popular bandwagon to jump on yeah. and everything but i just watched through uh the prequels again and i you know i i've said many times on this show that i am i'm a star wars fan i'm gonna like star wars no, basically no matter what but there are just some moments where I was like, George, what are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Like this, this is not, you, you had to know this was not great. I, I think, and, and same thing that I've said, the same thing that with the prequels, you know, George felt that he finally had the technology to make the stuff look so cool that he forgot what made the original trilogy so good was the storytelling. 
So I think if if George does come back, if this rumor is true, which once again it's you know just a rumor, we don't we don't like to you know uh, propagate rumors. Yeah, propagate rumors. But if if this does in fact happen, I think he's going to really focus on the story because he knows all the technology is now there. He doesn't right. have to try and build the technology the way he did with the prequels. It's all there, you know, like it's so Yeah, advanced. you know, I feel like the prequels was like his, all right, I think the technology's there now, but it wasn't quite. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like, yeah, we've got all this more technology than we had 20-some years ago, but like it's not like it is today. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm sure I'm saying that now, and in 20 years I'm going to be like, oh, man, you know, J.J. Abrams was really trying to work with whatever technology he had in yeah. 2017, but man, 2020, 2037 is off the chain. So, yeah, know. you know, but we're always going to feel that way 20 years from now. We're going to think, look back on, oh, those old ones. They should redo the old ones and do them all over. Talking about all nine of the original movies, you know, like. <laughs> now, that is a question. Uh, you know, you what is sacred? Because. They remake everything. They do. Are we going to get a Star Wars remake someday? Like a, a New Hope remake? Like uh, like the Top Gun remake and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Point Break where they remade Point Break and the remake was awful. I hope not. I think at this – the Star Wars fans don't want remakes. They don't want you to do it again but make it look better. They want you to expand sure. the universe. So I doubt we're going to really get it. Does it matter what, what the fans want? The fans didn't ask for <laughs> a live action Aladdin, but they forced that on us too. Didn't <laughs> but that happened. <laughs> but that happened, and and the live action was nowhere near the the story that the original one oh was. God. I Show I hated. So I I I liked Disney. I liked the. I actually where a lot of people didn't like it. I liked the Beauty and the Beast live action. Okay. Uh, I thought it was kind of nice. Uh, Aladdin was my childhood and it oh. really it, it it just felt like they were they were like taking my child oh. like my inner child and uh-huh. just punching it again. 100% <laughs> like just the way they changed like some of the most iconic lines in the movie like do you trust me when they changed that and and he was he just said it differently and I'm like oh you totally ruined it with that one line just the yeah. way you did that one line you totally ruined it because it was such yeah. a such a focal point but we're but I digress we're back to Star yeah. Wars <laughs> uh, so I saw you taking a sip there did you finish your drink I did not finish it I I mean I mixed it all together so okay. it's okay I mean it's not great yeah. it's for uh, making something up five minutes before the show it'll do uh, all right. I wouldn't even give it a Chewbacca. It's like somewhere oh, in the boy. middle, maybe a Chewbacca, but All it's right. definitely not going to be up at, a, at up at in any of the Yodas, um, right. or, or, or even, even Leia. Leia. No, not not All even right. close to that. It's somewhere um, between an Ewok and Chewbacca. Yeah, something um, like that. If you if you remember what our our grading system is for drinks, number one, it means you're one of the diehard original fans. Um, but number two, maybe you can help us out because I kind of forget sometimes. It's uh, kind of a sliding scale. It is a very sliding scale. It never, it never stays in the same spot. No. Um, no boy. Hold on. There's something. All right. I think we're. There, the Google Meet was doing some weird things here. I don't know what's going on, but I think we're still okay. Um, that's good. Yeah. So that's good. But yeah. So back to our thing. It's a sliding scale. Um, I even switched. Um, well, one Jar Jar Banks is never that's never sliding, and that's always horrible. That's down at the bottom. And then we uh, <laughs> that's we, our giggling Yoda. Right that's there. our giggling Yoda. That's always going to be all the way at the bottom. 
And then I even switched, in my opinion, I switched Porgs and Ewoks around because, you know, I liked Ewoks better than Porgs, and I let you talk me into Ewoks <laughs> being bad. Um, but then we had, uh, what was before Chewbacca? I don't remember anymore. Chewie? I thought it was just, it was just Oh, yeah, Porg. Porgs, Porgs and Ewoks, and then Chewbacca. Yeah, and then Chewie and then was Leia. our, first, our mm-hmm. first, like, good drink yeah. specification. This is all very convoluted and exactly how we like it. Exactly. Meanwhile, I'm just going to take a sip of this Jameson. It smells and, nice, Irish whiskey. And that'll probably be a lot better than, than you know, than a Chewbacca, I'm sure. If I'm being honest, it could use some ice. There you That's go. That's okay. Okay. So anyway. There, we um, have one more feedback. Somebody else. Uh, Mark. Someone's, people are talking to us? Yes, people, people are, are talking to us. us. Where can they send us email? Oh, that's a great question. So they can send us email at banthamilkpodcast at gmail.com. What a thought. What a thought. What a thought. Or what did Mark even, have to say? So Mark said there's an article out there about uh, our good friend Qui-Gon Jinn. Did you ever hear of this guy? Never once in my life, but go ahead. Okay. Well, there's an article that says he might actually be a Skywalker. Really? Yes. Um, so I was like, what? So, Explain. So the article basically is saying that Skywalker, now that um, Ray at the end of the movie says, that, uh, oh, what's your last name? Ray Skywalker. Uh, that Skywalker is basically a level of Jedi uh, um, highness. Like you got Jedi Master and then Skywalker would be considered like a version of Jedi Master. Like a um, Jedi Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's clear that uh, has a deep under- Qui Gon Jinn has a deep understanding of the Force. One could even say he was, a, as Screen Rants puts it, the agent of balance in Anakin Skywalker's time. And that, ladies and gentlemen, would make him a Skywalker because he was able to. Anakin was bad. He was the good, keeping them all, keeping the Force equal. You know, like the, there's always a good and a bad. So he was the good to Anakin's bad, which would make him a Skywalker. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it either. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's just like, and I, I guess like fans right now, I mean, we're in a, like I said, last uh, show, we're in a star Wars black hole right now. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot going on. So I feel like when that happens, people get bored and they come up with conspiracy <laughs> <come> hat <laughs> stuff. Um, I mean, it'd be, it, it's cool. It's a cool thought that maybe like later on, like they, they honor the Skywalker legacy by, you know, adding that as a rank or something like that. Right, but, but no. Um, Ray, no. Ray, you're not a Skywalker. Dude. You're not a I'm Skywalker. Sorry. If you're a Skywalker, I'm a Skywalker. So you're not. And you can want you to are. be. You can. I, 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 I've even tried moving a broom. I think Broom Boy is more of a Skywalker than I am because I've even tried to do that and I can't. So. Dude, I, I don't know about you. I'm a grown man. Uh, I know you are too. I still, every now and then when I'm laying down, I want to get some. Just try. I just try. Like, oh, yeah. maybe it'll work this time. Uh-huh. Uh, 100%. Just like a, in Mallrats. Um, oh, my God. There's a reference right there. When <laughs> Kevin Smith, uh, uh, Silent Bob, was determined that he had the force in him, and he kept trying to use it. And finally, at the end of the movie, he thought that he used the force, but somebody actually just banged something and it went into his hand. But in his eyes, he finally used the force. I mean, all the time. You got it. That's that's part of being a Star Wars one, fan. Is, is one that. day it's gonna work. It's gonna work. If, if you are a Star Wars fan out there and you don't try to use the Force at least once or twice a year, send us an email and let us know because I don't think that 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 seems crazy to me. Or it just seems crazy to me. Or when you go into a store that has the automatic doors, how many oh, yeah. times do you one do this these. and you do oh, one of these? You know, you like I'm using the Force, <laughs> opening the doors all the time. 
Yeah, 32 years old, 22 years old, 15 years old. It doesn't really, 46 doesn't really matter. years old, it doesn't matter. You're going to keep doing it. You do it yeah. to impress your kids, and then after a while they're like, Dad, you're embarrassing me. But it's <laughs> that's when you that's when you know. Wow, my kids have even gotten too old for this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's it for feedback. Um, do you want to get into some Star Wars news? I do. I really, really do. Do you want Let's to hit to us people. up with the first one, or do you want? To- sure. Yeah. Okay. So the, I guess uh, some of the big news that we've got here is that if you watched the most recent season of and the final season of the Clone Wars, uh, you know that one of the big arcs on uh, this season was the Bad Batch uh, series arc with uh, this squadron of clone troopers with uh modifications mutations mutations, basically the x-men of clone wars right um and so it was apparently very well received uh and they are now coming out with a tv series called the bad batch it'll be awesome um, which is produced by of course none other than dave filoni dave filoni um all producing it is athena portillo who worked on clone wars and rebels brad rao who worked on rebels and resistance and jennifer corbett who worked on resistance um it's supposed to take place immediately after clone wars uh, and just kind of deal with uh the bad batch and how they adjust to life after the clone wars uh to which i am really interested because uh just getting into uh rebels if you've watched rebels you know they talk a little bit about what happened to the clones after the clone wars they were basically retired and decommissioned and there's a lot of clones just kind of all over the galaxy like either probably selling you know selling their swords so to say as like a a mercenary or something or else trying to find some sort of quiet peaceful life and it probably is going to deal with a lot of the 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 psychological issues behind uh, Order 66, you know what I mean? Like them dealing with thoughts of, I can't believe I did that. I didn't have any control. We killed all the jet. Like, I don't know. I think it's going to be a very interesting look into post-Clone Wars politics in the galaxy. I think that's kind of cool. I don't know if you could hear the lightning and thunder behind you. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I could. Yeah. It's crazy, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Yes, uh, I am too. I because they they were they were fun in their little mini story arc. Um, you know, each of the five guys each had their own special talents and stuff like that. And I guess now also, um, we'll see if uh, the other guy that they rescued—I forget what his name was—is um, he going? I don't know if you know if he's going to be in it as well, or if they're just the, sticking with the, the returning original. characters that I have seen that are more either confirmed or likely confirmed are Cody, Rex, Wolf, Echo, and Ahsoka. Okay. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I guess it says we're going to see Ahsoka, but we know that in Rebels, um, Rex hadn't seen Ahsoka in a while, right? So yeah. I don't know if maybe they're going to cross paths or not, but uh, I don't know. seems like it's going to be. And now, if, if I'm being honest, if I, like, sat here and, like, there's, all right, we have, we have a Star Wars, a new Star Wars TV show coming out. What should it be about? The Bad Batch is not one of my top no. ten. I would have picked. No, not at all. Um, but I, I, but think I, it'll I, be I fun. still don't think it's going to be bad because no. it's you know it's Dave Filoni. Yeah. Um, I I you know there's plenty of things that I want to know about Star Wars and I want them to to dissect more. I think that they intentionally stay away from a lot of Jedi and and Sith stuff. You know they they want to keep it light. They don't want to get too. I don't know maybe lofty or esoteric. But I want more. I want more lore about you know. Jedi and Sith. I want to see yeah. more Force stuff. But sure. I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone in that, but I'm sure there are plenty of people out there who think, 
enough force. There's plenty of Star There's Wars nine in movies the galaxy about, about it, Yeah, you know? so we we'll, so. we can go on and and see other stuff that's going on. So it'll be. I think it'll be fun. I I think uh, going off of Clone Wars and Rebels were both very well written, very well produced. Dave Filoni had his hands in both of those, so I'm sure it's going to be another good story arc and 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 whatever. So it'll be it'll be pretty cool. So that's a good one. Um, our friend Pedro Pascal. You may know him as Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Mandalorian. So Kyle. Jin, Jin, Jin Darren. Yes. Yeah. So he was in another movie or going to be in a movie or however you're going to put it because of this whole uh, epidemic that's going on where movies are you no might have heard. You might have heard about this epidemic. That, yeah, that I think you might right have heard. Now. Yeah, something, there's something weird going on. I don't remember exactly what it is. But he's in a in a movie coming out with with a, a girl named Gail Gadow. Gail Gadow. Uh, How do you say her last name? I'm not really sure. I can't say anybody's Gadot? name. Gadow. 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 I think it's Gadow. Gadot. I don't I think, think you say Gadot. the T. Yeah. But uh, Wonder Woman 1984. So he was. Oh, he's going to be in that movie. Yeah. So he's in the movie with with that. her and that, and then also you know we know him from the Mandalorian. So Entertainment Weekly just recently asked him, um, who did you prefer working with, Gail or um, the baby Yoda. And he said, or gal, is it gal or is it gal? It's gal. It's gal. gal. I'm sorry. Okay. He said, I would take gal over any creature in the universe. Pascal told entertainment weekly's heroes issue, but baby Yoda is not too shabby. A very easygoing scene partner. He always makes me feel very tall and needed. So well, that's nice. I, I can't really disagree with him. I would definitely pick uh, a scene with, with gal Gadot as well, because, uh, you know, Wonder Woman over Baby Yoda, I think. Hmm, Wonder Woman. I don't know. I've seen Wonder I liked Wonder Woman, but, but Baby Yoda is pretty legit. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it'd be a real toss-up. It really would. be but, a toss-up for mean, you. Baby Yoda is... I don't know. Who would win in a fight? Baby Yoda or Wonder Woman? Oh, that's a great question. Hey, hey let us know. S- yeah. Tell us on Instagram, on Twitter. Send us I, an email. I think that's going to be uh, a tweet we'll, tomorrow. We'll shout you out on our next show. Let us know who yeah. you think would win in a fight and why. And why? Either Wonder Woman or our boy Baby Yoda. That's a great. Uh, and great I would question. like for you to give me to give me you know some reasons behind yes. you know this is this is you know do your homework. Give uh-huh. us and we'll we'll go ahead and share your theories on our on our next show. On our next show, I like it. I think we definitely need to uh, tweet and Instagram that out to uh, yes, see if anybody responds to us. I like that. Uh, my second news story: a friend of ours, Giancarlo Esposito, pretty oh, cool yeah. guy. He Moth says, Gideon. "Yes, he says the Mandalorian is what we need right now." According to Esposito, the Mandalorian gives Star Wars fans an example to look up to, showing everyone what service and duty to others looks like. The Mandalorian's iconic, the Mandalorian is iconic. It's hero, it's a hero's journey. It's a hero's story and people need heroes right now. We don't have heroes that we can look up to, so we got to be each other's heroes. Esposito said during his discussion with the entertainment news outlet, so that's what Mandalorian does for us. It allows us to stand up and see an example of someone just doing his duty in service to someone else and the journey. So he's basically saying the Mandalorian is the type of person that we should all be. Be a guy who's... This is the way. Do your job. This is the way. Exactly. Right. You're right. And I guess it's 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 cool too because it's like it, it's real. It's not... He, it's not a perfect representation of how people should be. Right. You know, it's an example of someone who was kind of thrust into these circumstances and had a choice to make between the easy slash selfish thing to do and the right thing to do. And he decided, you know, not not that it was like 
easy because it's that's not what human humanity is. Humanity isn't, man, that's the right thing to do. So I'm going to do that. And that's super easy, right? right. Sometimes the right thing to do is hard. And it's hard. I yeah. think that uh, the Mandalorian is a good example of that. Yep. So, yeah, that's great. I agree. Totally. There you go. Um, our, my next news story, our friend, John Boyega. I know him. Yes. I'm a, friend, I'm a fan of his fan. He's done playing Finn. He says no more Finn. Darn. Yes. He, <laughs> he's, he said on Twitter, uh, a person sent him a tweet. Uh, Tech Stevo wrote, Force Finn in action with green lightsaber dressed in black is all I want from the next Star Wars film. To which Boyega responded. He said, LOL, no thank you. I've moved on. And then somebody responded back to him saying, uh, Sam, Sam Kim underscore one then responded in the chain to Boyega, really? Just got those Disney bucks and dipped? To which he responded again. I give him credit for actually responding because, you know, right. not a lot of people, they don't read the comments, they don't talk back or anything sure. like that. He said, nope, not into playing one role for too long. I have more to offer than that. That's all. So he's basically saying, I'm done playing Finn. I did it for three movies, and I don't want to continue to just be Finn. I want to be other other things. I get that. I think part of that is a PR spin. Um, I'm sure, and he has been pretty vocal on his uh, displeasure mm -hmm. with kind of how the Star Wars fan base treats Star Wars and those who are involved with it. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if part of his decision is that, you know, I did the movies, it was a great time, uh, but I, I need out of this toxic fan base because I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but the Star Wars fan base is toxic. Yep. Uh, or at least it can be. It can be, um, yes. Uh, just look at... Uh, What's the girl who played Rose? Rose uh, or Rose Tico? Is that her name? Rose Tico. Yeah, I think she that's... played. Uh, she played. What's her name? Yes, I know who you're talking about. But anyway, yeah, anyway. Uh, so she, she got, got like ran off of Instagram. Yeah, um, because like people were didn't like her character, and so because they didn't necessarily like the direction her character brought the sh the movie, they attacked her on Instagram. Yep. Um, and I don't know it. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran. There sorry, you go. Good Ray, job. Kelly Marie Tran, Tran plays uh, Rose Tico, um, and he was pretty outspoken about that when it happened. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of the newer, younger Star Wars uh, stars, I guess, decided I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done uh, because I, it's got to be hard. Like the second oh, yeah. you're thrust into a Star Wars film, you've got immediately millions of predestined fans who are going to judge everything you do. Yep. It's tough. It's tough. And especially, like, you have the original cast, you know, Han Solo, Leia, Luke, those guys. They can pretty much get away with anything, and fans are going to like them. But anybody sure. new to the universe, you know, if yep. if you're not exactly what every single fan wanted, somebody's telling you why you are why you were an awful awful character and an awful person and all this other stuff. So I can totally, uh, totally understand why. John said, I'm done. I've done enough. Yeah. And, now and to, be, to be honest, um, I thought he had a load of potential in The Force Awakens, and I think he was kind of a wasted character after that. Yes. Um, there was so many, I feel like, false flags in that first movie he was in about his latent Force potential, and they yep. kept on teasing that as mm -hmm. it went on, but it didn't really go anywhere. No. Um, and I think that all comes down to, again, something we talk a lot about is that lack of a unified vision for this trilogy. Yes. Um, and I think he was just, him and honestly, 
Poe uh, Poe uh, po and Finn, I think, were kind of the same. Uh, Poe got a little better fleshed out kind of arc. You know, in the first one, he was like this hotshot pilot. And then the second one, he got too big for his britches. And then the third one... He, he became the leader, I guess you can kind of say. It. Yeah, I think, I think and he wasn't was just a little yeah. lost. Yeah, there were three different you know um, concepts there. It wasn't it wasn't one flowing concept. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So that's that. Um. The next news story that I had. This is a fun one, because like you said, we're in kind of a black hole right now. So. Sure. Star Wars fans discover six new viewing orders for the franchise. So you've already watched it. They're going to give you six different ways that you can watch it. Now, I'm not going to – this is uh, from the website We Got This Covered. So if you go to wegotthiscovered.com and then, you know, Google whatever, Star Wars, uh, six new viewing orders, you can get the whole article. And they have uh, pictures and stuff showing you exactly how to watch it. But they have six different cuts. Uh, I'll just briefly go through each of them. The Ultimate Chronological Order, pretty self-explanatory and follows the timeline directly from start to finish, including the Clone Wars Rebels and the Mandalorian to your watch list to be fully immensed. So they put it all in order with, with even with all the spinoffs and stuff like that. Yeah, Pagan wanted to do that. Uh, my wife wanted to do that right at the beginning of, um, of this whole quarantine thing where we okay. started with episode one, two... And then from episode two, watch the entirety of Clone Wars. Right. Uh, so, and, and that that's, that sounds like a great. It just seems so time consuming. Oh yes, um, and also it's not even um, all of Clone Wars. You you would watch uh, one, two, three, then the Clone Wars season one, episode one through season seven, episode nine. Right. Then you, or uh, I'm sorry, one, two. The Clone Wars movie, the cartoon Clone Wars movie. Oh, God, no. And then the Clone Wars series up through Season 7, Episode 9. Then Episode 3. Then Episodes 10 through 12 of the Clone Wars. Because as we discussed on a previous episode, um, the end of it there was, you know, intermingled, concurrent, concurrent with, with Episode 3. And then Solo, Rebels, um, and then continuing on from there. So, uh, yeah, so... You're talking hours. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. 20, days. 40 days. days. Yeah, you know, like so many hours. Um, then they have the Anakin Skywalker cut. Again, pretty much what it says on the tin, even though it starts with Rogue One, where Darth Vader's appearance was limited to a brief cameo and involves jumping between the movies and certain episodes of the TV shows to get a better understanding of Anakin's journey towards the dark side. Now, this is something that you discussed a lot because during Clone Wars, uh, the animated series, you really get a deeper understanding of Anakin than you do just going from episode two to episode three. You're sure. just like suddenly Anakin just like hates everybody. So yeah. um, in the Clone Wars, then, you know, that so that helps out with that. Yeah, that, yeah, I've said, like you said, I said before, like if you just watch the movies, it's, wow, this Anakin guy sure turned out to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you watch the show as well, you, you see all the complex layers of, you know, being a bad guy doesn't just mean you're a bad guy and it doesn't happen just because you're bad. It happens because these particular set of circumstances make you do crazy things, which snowball, right? right. And so you don't get to see that snowball unless you see it at the top of the hill and at the bottom of the hill. Exactly. The movies, we basically get to see the snowball at the top of the hill 
and the giant the giant one at the bottom rocks, yeah <laughs> uh, without seeing how it got there yeah you, um, you missed so the you, you missed it rolling all the way down getting larger yes yeah so if you consider yourself a big star wars fan but you haven't seen the clone wars and you think that like the prequels were not so great again i'd say it all the time but do yourself a favor and try and watch the clone wars they are tough to get through the first couple of seasons but once you get to season three things really pick up um, and again, if you like Google uh, the Clone Wars uh, necessary episodes, uh, you'll find like Reddit posts and stuff like that of like just the the biggest episodes. If you want to catch the main important arcs and you want to skip the R2-D2 and C-3PO go crazy yeah, wild antics adventures. Yeah, skip over all that nonsense. Yeah. Um, they have uh, four other cuts. The Mandalorian cut, obviously, John Favreau and Dave Filoni's Disney Plus hit factors heavily into this one, but widens the scope to focus on both the planet of Mandalore and the citizens that dwell, that dwell there. So a lot of um, Clone War stuff, some Rebel stuff, and then the Mandalorian. Uh, this is a fun one. The alternate Machete Order. Um, machete. Yeah, the Machete Order. I've, I've, the Machete Order has been around for a long time, actually. Okay. It's a fan favorite method of watching Star Wars that jumps between the the original and prequel trilogy while ignoring The Phantom Menace entirely. And this updated version kicks off with Rogue One and involves every live action movie with the exception of Solo. So they they have an an alternate version to the Machete Order. Um, Yeah, because the Machete Order was out before any of the the newer movies. It was out... Like when the prequels were finished, when they, when we just had the first three and then the, the next three, okay, they came out with this machete order that was like supposedly optimal for storytelling and okay, whatever. Uh, the Luke Skywalker I, cut, <laughs> the most straightforward and linear of the six new viewing methods that focus solely on Luke's arc. It also avoids the prequel trilogy for those that can't bear the thought of dealing with trade hearings and Jar Jar Binks ever again. So. Basically just skipping the first three episodes. And then last but not least, the Ahsoka cut. Before she makes her long-awaited live-action debut debut in The Mandalorian, the Ahsoka cut puts the focus squarely on one of the expanded universe's biggest breakout characters and is the only one that doesn't involve any of the movies at all. So in the Ahsoka cut, there's a whole bunch of um, uh, Clone Wars, uh, Rebels... So it has a Clone Wars uh, jumping around throughout all seven seasons. It's not every single episode. And then going into uh, the Rebels where then she's in those episodes. So basically if you want to watch the Clone Wars and Rebels, only the best episodes that have Ahsoka in it, then this will tell you how exactly to do that. And Ahsoka is a part of some of the best uh, storylines in Star Wars. Yes. I mean, she's a part of the Mortis episodes where we, we, we get to meet like – uh, the father, the the son, and the, the or the brother and the sister, I guess they are. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just some crazy cool force lore weirdness. Yes. Uh, I mean, she's involved in like the the attack on the Jedi Temple. Uh, that you know that she was framed for. So mm-hmm. that's a really cool uh, storyline. She's obviously involved in the in the Siege of Mandalore in season eight, which was some of the best Star Wars content I've seen. Yes. Um, Ahsoka, I think, is like the new breakout character uh, for Star Wars. And I, I think part of it is it's we finally have like a female Jedi uh, that's like, I don't know, when, when else in Star Wars, uh, aside from Rey, who is a fairly new addition, when else have we like had a, a, a female character that was, 
you know, we followed for a long period of time that was strong in the force. I mean, you can, you can make an argument for Leia, but Leia didn't really use the force until her right. Mary Poppins. Moment. <laughs> um, and so, but like Ahsoka, number one, she's, she's just cool. No matter who you are, she, she has an awesome story. And especially if like, you know, there's, there's all those dumb gender things where like, Oh, star Wars is a boy's thing. Star Wars is not a boy's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really cool. Like, especially for younger fans, uh, to see like this really killer, you know, female Jedi killing it. Right. Yeah, so, so it's awesome. To, to, and like you said, I mean, you don't see any other powerful female Jedis at all in Star Wars except for Rey and, and, and Leia. And um, so she's going to... I mean, if you hear about them in like the expanded universe, if you really want to get into that with like your Mara Jades and your Bastila Shans and stuff. But I think that... Um, the, there were the Inquisitor, the, the female Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and in uh, in the video in game, too, did you yeah. ever wind up finishing? Uh, no, I Fallen didn't. Order? No, no. All right. Well, <laughs> they they had, they had a couple in there as well. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, it's it's nice that you know to have that at the very least. Yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, so that's cool. Soka's so, great. Uh, more Ahsoka. I want to know more about Soka. I want to see her in live action. Well, you're we going to in the Mandalorian, and there probably right. will be a spinoff of her show. So that'll be pretty cool. So. Uh, my last news article is about Obi Wan. The Obi-Wan show is still in turmoil. Uh, Favreau and Dave Filoni's Mandalorian protege, Deborah Cho, is now at the helm. We talked about this. Fans were hoping that Mm Obi-Wan will be getting back on the right track sooner rather than later. But we've now heard that it remains far from plain sailing, according to to, uh, We Got This Covered again. I got two articles from We Got This Covered. Um, They have intel from a secret person on the inside that apparently has told them about other things. Uh, McGregor would be returning. Uh, 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 Lucasfilm still aren't happy without, with how the project is coming together, even with uh, Deborah Cho in charge of it. Um, so they're still trying to figure out. Shooting is still expected to begin on schedule, but tensions are reportedly high from both a creative and a technical point of view. So the cast is upset that they're not getting paid that much. Um, and then they're also, the writers are not apparently doing a good job of, uh, oh, they hired, that's what it is. They hired a new writer, Joby Harold, um, in April. Uh, he wrote King Arthur Legend of the Sword. And, uh, people are like, why do you keep hiring writers that wrote horrible movies before this? Um, so. Well, it's like, uh, Dave Benioff and D.B. Weiss when they got Game of Thrones. It was like, oh, what have they done before this? Oh, they did that terrible X-Men movie where yeah. <laughs> they, they chopped off Deadpool's or they sewed up Deadpool's mouth. Right. Um, <laughs> so, like, like you would think you might look at their resume, yeah. take a look at their old movies, and decide before then. Yeah. So, um, apparently, they didn't do that. They just they just heard a name and said, well, you're hired. Um, and then the, the cast is also upset that they're not getting paid a lot. Um, well, I hear Disney doesn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah, they're not they're not doing that well. They're only a multi-billion <laughs> dollar company. Um, so that's that. Now, I have one more fun article. This is a uh, there was there was an article out there about Al Pacino. Um, okay. so he uh, was one of the people who almost became Han Solo. 
Um, That's horrifying. Yes, and so the, <laughs> so the, the article, which was it was dumb, but the the dumb part of it was like if Al Pacino was Han Solo, he would have made twenty million dollars uh, from doing all these movies. I think Al Pacino's doing okay. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's doing just fine. I think he's doing just fine. So what I did instead was I I googled and looked up all the different people that have that were that did audition for Han Solo before um, our good friend Harrison got the job. So of and course, Harrison was just he was reading the role as a stand-in for auditions. Yeah, like he 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 worked as a carpenter, I think, on a, what with THX, I guess maybe the the movie okay. that that uh, John or. Uh, George Lucas, George Lucas did beforehand, did for, yeah. and he was, he was, from all the things I've heard, is that Harrison Ford was sitting in on auditions as a stand-in just to kind of help out, and okay. they wound up giving him the job. Okay, so, well, some people that he might have uh, auditioned with, we just talked about Al Pacino, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, um, God. <laughs> Christopher Walken. Can you imagine? Wow. I gotta have more cowbell. Can well, you have, you, have you seen, there's an SNL skit. Uh, from years ago of Star Wars auditions. Oh yes, uh, it's great. And it has Christopher Walken, has Walter Matthau auditioning <laughs> for uh, Obi Wan. Yep, <laughs> uh, it has Richard Dreyfus auditioning for C three PO. It's it's hysterical. It was very it's funny. Really, if you haven't seen that YouTube, that it's a good time. Yeah, it's a very good time. Uh, Kurt Russell auditioned. Um, oh, and they also have people in this in this website. They also have people who auditioned for the new solo movie as well. So I'm skipping over all those guys. Robert England, uh, who is Freddy Krueger, uh, auditioned for Han Solo. While he didn't land the gig, England took the script home with him because he thought his roommate would be perfect for the role of Luke Skywalker. And he was right. England's roommate at the time was none other than Mark Hamill. So Robert England turned it over to him. Uh, Thanks, Robert. Yeah, Logan Lerman. Never heard of this guy after he was in the Perks of Being a Wallflower and Fury Lane, um, and Bill Murray. Wow. So this this is funny. Uh, while still on Saturday Saturday Night Live, it was rumored that Bill Murray was up for Han Solo in A New Hope. In 2015, while at San Diego Comic Con, Murray addressed the nearly 40 year old rumor. He says. I don't know if I was up for it. I can't tell you for sure, but I am working out in hopes of getting this new thing. He joked, "I'm doing a lot of swimming and Pilates." So oh he he you know made a joke about this. That was pretty funny. Um, and so that's it. There were all the people listed on this website of uh, people who were also auditioning for Han Solo. So very I think cool. They made the right call. Yeah, I think that I think Kurt Russell. Uh, like, if you look at young Kurt Russell, young sure. Kurt Russell looks a lot like young Han Solo. So I think maybe mm-hmm. uh, acting wise, he probably would have would have been okay in the same role. But Christopher Walken, Al Pacino, Sylvester Stallone, none of those guys. I'm glad that they Sylvester did not Stallone, forget it. Yeah, like, I can't even imagine <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in a Star Wars movie. That's like uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was in the first um, Conan the Barbarian. It's not even his voice. Like, it's just no. his body. It's not even his voice. Well, at that point, I guess he was pretty new to the country, right? So he yeah, he, was, didn't have a he didn't have a good... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's too funny. But, uh, so that's that. So, now, why are we actually here tonight? After all this news, why are we actually here? We have the top 10 moments in Star Wars history. 
Top 10. Top 10. All time. All time. Just now, are we just doing screen like film? All of mine were just from the films. So okay. no Clone Wars, Rebels, or anything like that. So mine are from the films. Now, this is my list of top 10. Uh, obviously, you're not going to agree with me because all Star Wars people can't agree on everything. But this is what I came up with as a as a top 10 for me. So my number 10, The Kessel okay. Run. The Kessel Run, all right, from Solo. From Solo, because finally you hear about the Kessel Run all the time. Uh, you know how fa- how fast did he do it? In what four parsecs or what was it? Was no, it? Uh, less than twelve. Parsecs. Less than twelve parsecs. Yeah, but that's if you round down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, you, forty some odd years ago, we heard that this ship made the Kessel Run in in less than twelve parsecs, which is. A, a unit of distance right and not not of time not of time uh, yeah and so ever since then there's been speculation fueled as to what the hell it was and yep. now we know so then we finally we get, got to see a it. giant space squid yes somewhere in the kessel run somewhere in the kessel, anymore, yep. i guess so i know that was all fandom and all for the fans but you know what i'm happy because you know 40 years of wondering what it was we finally got to see it. Listen, sometimes fan service is good. Yes, I agree. Number nine, the Jedi mind trick. You okay. don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. He can go about his business. Move along. As a kid, when you see that for the first time, you're like, what? Yep. Between yep. that and lightsabers, I mean, the, everybody wanted to be a Jedi. Still do at 46. I mean, still just do. the idea as a kid of like, you know, being at home and like being able to mind control your parents. You, you will <laughs> let me stay up past nine. Right? That was, that was the dream back mm-hmm. then. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. I still think it's pretty cool. Uh, my number eight, Ray finding Luke. Okay. So biggest cliffhanger ever. The whole movie. I, was so angry. I know, right? The whole movie. We're I was waiting, so angry. waiting, waiting. Come on, where's Luke? Where's Luke? You hear him in the in the in the uh, commercials. You know, you're like, oh. She sees him. She hands it, holds out the lightsaber. Credits. I was <laughs> like, so, I was so annoyed. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was excited because it was like the first new Star Wars I'd seen in however long. But like, I got. Like I was looking at my watch, like two hours in, they're not going to show him until the very end. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and there it was. So yep. it made you, you just couldn't wait for the next movie because you're like, finally I see Luke and the credits roll. What? So yeah, yeah so that was fun. Uh, the first Imperial March is my number seven. Okay. How, how many times you walk down the hallway and you're going dun 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 dun? It's got a constant loop in my head. I know, right? So it's <laughs> got to be totally awesome. Um, so yeah, so that was my number seven was the Imperial March, just like one of John Williams' iconic, you know, soundtracks, and you're just like, oh. I mean, it's genius. John Williams, so everything he touches is gonna get stuck in your head. But that between the Imperial March and. Uh, uh, and Duel of the Fates. It's like some of the some of the most like intense, dark, evil sounding stuff. Yeah. And uh, Kylo Ren theme is one of my favorite things that come, came out of the new uh, uh, sequel trilogy. Yeah. Uh, it's just again, it's it's got that same it evokes the same sort of menacing qualities as Duel of the Fates and as the um, Imperial March. Um, it's really dark. It's really uh, kind of powerful. Um, and again. John Williams uses this thing called leitmotif when he writes where, you know, he uses these themes to represent different characters. Um, and hearing you know, this 
loud blaring brass i don't know it's just it does something and he and he does i have some stuff to talk about uh too with with light motif because john williams we'll talk john williams is the man anyway john williams is the man uh number six for me was anakin losing his beep in an episode in revenge of the sith in episode three when he goes mad and kills all the tuscan raiders who kidnapped his mom that's episode two Um, episode two sorry episode two i apologize um that was that was the moment I w- for me, and I've talked about this numerous times on the show, I wanted to see Anakin turn into Darth Vader. I wanted to see him get mad. So yep. when he finally got mad and wasn't such a whiny little, I'm going to make everybody just follow my directions. And meh, 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 yeah. meh, meh. I was like, yeah, finally. So, yeah. So for me... I know that's not high for a lot of people, but for me, that was my that was. That's okay. And it, again, if you if you listen to the music when that's happening, like Anakin is holding his dying mother, and then and then she passes away, and then like really subtle, like there's there's a silence, and then these strings just start doing these weird little kind of flourishes, bloom, 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 and uh-huh. it's like building and building the tension, and his eyes come up, and you see the anger, and it's like, yeah, that was, it's a pretty cool scene, and then all of a sudden, you're outside, and you just see it, a, a Tuscan Raider's head tumbling across the yep. sand, and you're like, oh, oh, he, he went nuclear. Yeah, he, <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't have done that, he, you nope. made him mad. <laughs> you made, you, you made the, the wrong Jedi angry. Ma- yeah, and like, at that point, that's when you know, yep, he's gonna be Darth Vader, because, yep. you know, he's angry. Um, my, uh, oh, never mind. My number five, Darth Vader unmasked when at the very end, you know, finally Luke, I am your father, blah, blah, blah. We learn all about all that stuff. And then, you know, he finally takes the mask off and he can see his dad for the first time. Um, so that was with or cool. without eyebrows, with or without eyebrows, depending on, you know, what year it is. <laughs> some years he has eyebrows, some years he doesn't. So that's right. Yep. So that's my number uh, five is Vader unmasked was one of mine too. Um, but the big thing for me, and I actually use this in some of my classes, uh, like I talked to about earlier, this light motif thing where, where John Williams uses music, uh, to kind of push forward, like the, the emotion of the scene mm-hmm. in that scene where he takes off Vader's mask. If you're listening carefully, we have the Imperial March playing, uh, you know, this bum, 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 but it's, it's, he completely changed the character of the piece to reflect what's going on. So whereas before we have this, you know, we have Darth Vader, this powerful, evil, uh, militaristic guy, you know, we have big, loud brass, we have drums, you know, in a, in sort of like a, a military cadence here, he's unmasked. They've, they've taken it and they've taken all of the substance out of it. And all we have is just the melody played by violin like like single string instruments um very slowly very quietly uh and it, it's like if you really listen and you're really like plugged into that it's it's his way of showing like here's this former you know ba like strong powerful dark evil dude who is now like a a husk a shell of his former self all the power is draining out all the evils draining out and it's just, you know, it's just the, the purest little bit of life left as it, I don't know. It was always the coolest <laughs> thing for me to watch. And if you, if you Google that scene and listen for it, you can really hear the, just the little bit of the Imperial March that exists above sure. that scene. Awesome. Yes. I, I mean, it's John, John Williams is amazing. He just, he yeah. just does an amazing job. So he I sure agree hundred percent with all of that. Uh, yeah. you, one of your favorite scenes you've talked about many times 
and you even talked about it about five minutes ago. Duel of the Faith is my Duel oh, yeah. of the Fates is my number four um, because yeah. it was such a great, powerful scene, um, and the music was awesome, and everything about it was just it, it was the best part of the prequels. And it was our first real lightsaber duel we had seen in you know what twenty years or yeah. so, and, fifteen years, and so much better, like so much more oh, advanced. Um, yeah, they they did their homework. They hired the right people, the fencing instructors. It was it was every kid who grew up watching Star Wars before the prequels. It's exactly what they yep. wanted to see in a in a lightsaber battle. Yeah, when you when you watch uh, Episode Four and you see Darth Vader with just like one hand going bink, like this, bink, 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 and then you're watching <laughs> Duel of Fates and Darth Maul's like, bah, 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 and you're just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so amazing. So yep. yeah, so Duel of Fates. Number three, <laughs> greatest Han Solo moment of all time. Princess Leia saying, I love you. And his response is, I know. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know you're, you know you're a, a BA when, when you know, Princess Leia says, I love you. And your response is not, I love you back. But it's, I know. So Apparently that was uh, an improvisation by Harrison Ford. Oh, nice. Uh, which just makes it amazing, uh, and of course they they have the great callback to that scene in um, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Yes, uh, when Kylo Ren is talking to the I guess specter of his father, um, and he finally you know at the end of their conversation you can see the walls coming down. And he's becoming Ben Solo again, and he like breaks a little bit and he says, "Dad." He calls him Dad, and he can't say anymore. And and Han Solo just says, "I know." Um, and that can be easily written off as like, a, oh, he knows it's his son. But like, it's very clearly in there as like a, a reference, you know. Yeah. His, his son wanted to say, I love you, dad. Yeah. Uh, but Han was like, I already know. I already I know. know. You don't need to I say it. I already so know. So it's just very, I mean, the way they brought that back was very nice. Yes, 100%. Uh, number two, I am your father. It's a great one. It's a, it's a great, great one. And again, the story behind that with uh, only uh, uh, James Earl Jones and Luke knowing yes. uh, exactly what was going on. Yes. So right? because they, they had they had told um, basically everyone and they had they had alternate copies of the script made where instead of him saying, I am your father, he says that Obi-Wan killed your father. Yes. Um, which if you look at it from a certain point of view. As Obi-Wan uh, yes. <laughs> if, if, yes, if you if you go back to episode three where Obi-Wan does destroy Anakin, then you could say that he did kill his father. So, yeah, but um, yeah, so it, it's yeah, it was pretty excellent. It was pretty excellent. And then finally, number one for me was the Death Star attack run. The whole scene, the whole everything about it, because it was so iconic and it was so um like as a kid, you know, you're just watching and you're like, oh my gosh. And they yeah. blow up the ultimate, you know, div, uh, military weapon with uh, Luke not even using any of the sensors, just using all his force and everything like that. Yeah. You know, it was just uh, such a and great I, scene. Honest to goodness, I mean, you know, looking back on it with 2020 goggles, yes, you can look at it and go, I can see where this is not real. Right. Um, but the the effects hold up remarkably well oh, in, that, yeah. in that fight yeah. scene, even today. Uh, it's amazing, 
even with the technological limitations he had, what he was able to do mm-hmm. just using miniatures and, and yeah, all the models device. and stuff like that. And it's funny we say miniatures, but some of the uh, models were the size of a whole warehouse. So right, you know. But in comparison, planet size. Yeah, so in comparison size. to a planet, it is a miniature still. But yes, so they they, um, they were I, able I, to. That was an, an outstanding, and I, I honestly, I got into Star Wars a little late. Um, I, I always watched Star Wars when I was a kid, like when my parents would have it on and stuff. But I really got into Star Wars in '96 when the uh, the special editions were released in the movie theaters. Okay, yep. Um, I saw I saw A New Hope. The first time I really sat down and watched Star Wars was in the movie theater. Okay, watching A New Hope. Uh, and when we got when you get to that last scene and you're a kid and you you've never seen it before and you see it on the big screen oh yeah, yeah it was just killer it was it really, killer it, it still held up and it, i i still enjoy watching that scene today uh i had a, a couple of the things that you had mentioned i had a couple of different ones as okay. well um the duel in cloud city is one of my one of my all-time iconic uh star wars moments it was like one of the first times i i like saw when i was a kid that like oh jedi aren't a joke you know what I mean? Like you, you have Darth Vader like throwing hurling objects through the sky. Yeah. Um, you have like Luke get dropped into this this uh, tub, and Vader basically like, oh, I thought that would be harder. And then you see Luke just jump out like a like a bunny on steroids, uh-huh. um, and just like cling to the stuff up top. I always thought that was man. That was and that that is one of two lightsaber battles in the prequels that still kind of hold up that one and the one in return of the jedi i think while they're not as exciting or acrobatic as the ones in the prequels they're they're emotionally charged enough that they work and i think not having sir alec guinness an old man having to do it yeah yeah it definitely Um, helped a lot yeah um so that was one of mine that i definitely had um any of the the yoda stuff uh, I mean, Empire oh, yeah. Strikes Back was is my favorite of all time. I, I'm one of those people. There are lots of us out there, mm-hmm. um, and like the way they they made Yoda's personality was just excellent to me because and they they introduced him as this goofball little mother. yeah. Oh my gosh! In the beginning, when he first lands on the planet, and he's just this little like like you said, like a goofball. Like he's trying to steal stuff from him, and he's just acting really weird. And you're like. Yeah. You know, looking back and watching it for third, fourth, tenth time, whatever, you're like, wait a minute, what what happened? He went from this like just this little elf type, you know, creature to you know a Jedi master, and you're like, oh, yeah. that was pretty cool. It was and a good they, they did a good job with the later movies, kind of showing that he is both of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he is that wise old Jedi who like is is stoic and and can teach about all these philosophy things. But he's also that weird little gremlin troll Muppet who likes to do si- like silly things. Like when he, he lights the tree on fire and just starts laughing hysterically. <laughs> like, oh, I'm still teaching you. I'm still smacking your droid on the head with a stick and stealing your food yeah. 40 years later. You know what I yep. mean? Um, so that, that anything really there. But um, Ahsoka. Now, this isn't a Star Wars movie thing, but I don't even care. Ahsoka jumping during the Siege of Mandalore. Oh, yes. Out of out of that ship and just taking out however many <laughs> ships along with her. And, and when, when like, uh, the clone troopers like, you don't have a jetpack on. She's like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm I got good. this. Don't worry about uh, it. And, and we talked about this when clone wars came out uh, a couple months ago is that that was like the, 
the mo- the coolest show of Jedi power I think they've shown yes. yet in a, in Star Wars media. Uh, and she's not even. I mean, I'm you know they've been building up Ahsoka's power. She's clearly in a powerful Jedi, but right. like. She's not a Skywalker. No, she's she? not a Skywalker. No. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe someday she will attain Maybe the rank she'll... of Skywalker. <laughs> she will get to that rank of Skywalker. Yeah. But she has to get uh, back it... into... You have to be a Jedi. She's not a Jedi. Not a Jedi. That's true. You know, she's That's just true. very, very Force-sensitive. So maybe she'll be, uh, I don't know, some other... She'll make her own thing. Make her own thing. That's right. She does. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is my number one. I could be wrong because it's one of the newer ones and my number ones change all the time. But the last scene of Rogue One. OK, with, with Vader on on the ship and all the the black hallway. And all of you see sudden you see his lightsaber light up is is maybe the one of the most excited moments I've ever had watching because it Wars. ties it back into episode four. Is that where you're so going? Perfect. Well, yeah. it does tie it in so perfectly. Like it, it's like, hey, uh, I hope you have the next Blu-ray queued up because <laughs> it goes right in. Because um, don't don't even go to the bathroom. It just goes right from there. Yeah. Boom, yep. right in there. Like you're, you're stuck on the couch for another two hours. Yeah. But again, they they have had Anakin Skywalker as a character since 1977. That's almost what 45 years now. Um. And they never really adequately showed, I think, how powerful he was right. until that scene. Like, you see that scene, and I think that's just one of the pushes now, is that because we see so much Star Wars and so much Jedi, they have to, like, there has to be a reason Anakin and Darth Vader were special, right? So right. they, if they're showing all these other people do these crazy things, they have to they have to bump him up, because yeah. he's got to be. He's got to be so that much, yeah. That in a lot of the, the media, they did that in the video game, too, where, like, He's not even a boss you can fight. Right. Like he's supposed to be. <laughs> he's this, so much of a boss. It's not even yeah, worth that, it. And like literally, that one of the last parts of this game, spoiler alert, is not you fighting Darth Vader. It's you running away from him <laughs> as, he, as he takes the ship that you're on and just starts destroying it and throwing at you. with the Okay. Um, and so this Rogue One, this last scene in Rogue One is the first time we really saw like, here's a corridor filled of men with guns. And they are all just crapping themselves in yeah. fear. Yeah. Uh, he, he's lifting them up. He's he's shooting the the bolts back at them. He's got a guy just pinned to the ceiling with the four, and they're terrified. Yeah. They're running away from him. They're screaming, and it is the coolest like bit of like. And that's what I want to see. I want to see a movie, and they never will because it's Star Wars. It's owned by Disney. I just don't see it. But I want to see a a dark side centric Star Wars movie. I want them to follow a Sith character. And I like them to be the main character. I don't know if yeah. I'll ever have it. That that I think might be one of my number one for sure. The the Rogue One ending. Awesome. Well, I think it's a I think it's a great number one as well. Yeah. Um. So I think with that, I don't know. Uh, we're out of ideas for for today's show. That's we're done. It. We're All done. The Star Wars content has leaked out of our brain. It has. And now we have to spoon it back in somehow. Yep. Have to um, find some. New you stuff. can help us with that. Please right? do. If you have any topics that you would like for us to cover over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna we're gonna be ramping up our social media presence. We're gonna be recording a little more. You can expect another show from us within the next couple of weeks. Here, um, we've got uh, you know we've got school. We're we might be getting ready for who knows who knows, who knows what's gonna happen come September. But we do know we will still be talking Star Wars come September. Hundred percent. So 100%. make sure you're so, ready for that. Yep. Um, so yeah. So I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Mandalorian's coming out in October, so we should. Our goal is to have uh, 
two episodes in August, uh, September, two episodes in September. And then once October rolls around and the Mandalorian season two starts up, back we're going to be it. back every week talking week, about each of those talking, episodes. Talking every episode. Just uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be back in the building so that me and uh, Rob here can on our prep periods meet in a, in a classroom and watch the episodes on a big screen. We'll yes. see what I, we'll see yeah. if we're even allowed in the same classroom when that happens next year. <laughs> with our masks on and everything like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, so. But if you again, if you have any drink uh, suggestions, you have any Star Wars drinks you want us to try. Uh, if you have any topics you want us to cover, if you have what did we mention earlier for people to do. Didn't we ask them to do oh, something? Yes. So it was way, way back in the news. Um, no, I forget. <laughs> I forget what we oh, if you Pedro were Pascal earlier. Pedro Pascal. Uh, was it the uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot over yes, Baby Yoda? Yes. So, so who would win in a fight? Any thoughts about as to who would win a fight, either Wonder Woman or Baby Yoda. Yep. We want to know why, and we want to know what you think. So send us an email. Talk to us on Instagram or. Uh, uh, Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast on Twitter at Bantha Milk. Send us an email at Bantha Milk Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, go to our website, Bantha Milk Podcast.com. Check out our Ears Up family, Ears Up Podcast. Um, but yeah, I want to know. I, I have some thoughts about Gal yes. Gadot or rather uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder and Woman Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda. But I want to know what your thoughts are. What do, who do you think would win in a fight? Wonder Woman or Baby Yoda? That's a that, big could be a, that could be a fun new session of our or a section of our show. There you go. Every week to discuss what Star Wars character versus what DC or Marvel character. There you go. And and well, we have to try and figure out a way to like keep them linked up like this, like. Because Pedro Pascal worked with both of them. So now we need to try That's and it's, it's going to be very complicated, but we'll, we'll figure something out. All right. So, so if you, yes. if you send us your thoughts, give us another matchup. If you send <laughs> us your thoughts and you, you have a thought about um, uh, baby Yoda and uh, wonder woman, send us your thoughts for another star Wars DC or star Wars Marvel mashup. We could do a uh, Giancarlo Esposito versus Giancarlo Esposito in, uh, in, uh, um, uh, breaking bad versus the Mandalorian who would win. Oh, Oh boy, I don't know because we haven't seen much of him in the Mandalorian yet. But he was pretty formidable in Breaking. He Bad. was very formidable in Breaking Bad. He at least had chicken. Ooh. He did. Oh, um, Polo chicken, Loco yeah. chicken. Yes, I'm gonna go oh, for yeah. that. All right, y'all. All well, right, this has been this has been a hoot. Uh, this has we are, been. You know, we are Bantha Milk Podcast coming at you right right here. Hopefully, uh, in another couple weeks. Anything else for the good of the cause, Mister Rob? I don't think so. I think this was a, another great episode, Nick, all because of you. Um, you do wonderful work every time. I'm very proud of you. Oh, you, oh, you stop it. You stop <laughs> it. It's all you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from all of us over here uh, at Bantha Milk Headquarters, we have spoken. We have spoken.